Broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Feeling blue? Mm-hmm. See where it takes you, man. Come out. <laughs> Come out. No. See where it takes you. I don't you. feel like dancing. No dancing. <laughs> I'm like the tiny town in Footloose. <laughs> Who's this book? Doobie Brothers. No. Led Zeppelin. Genie in a Bottle. It's a song by Christina Aguilera and a band. Uh, is it one person or is it a band? It's a band. Uh, with, a, with a real mouthful of a name. Oh, Lord. Oh, Clearwater. No, Clear Credence Coldwaters. Coldwater Creek. Nope, that's a woman's older woman's store. Come on, you got this. Cool. Clear Clearwater is the second word. <laughs> okay, so cold. Go oh, wait one second. No, don't tell me. C- Credence, cold water. No. No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Credence Clearwater Revival. Wonderful. Or for you, CCR. CCR. <laughs> I have a learning disability. I fully do. Uh-huh. I Me get, too. Oh, Lord. Hi, Cecil. Here he is. Uh-huh. Cecil's dancing. Oh, it's more of a wiggle. A whole body shake, uh-huh. really. I had a dog named Credence. Oh, boy. Well, That's a to, horrible dog name. <laughs> shoot him in the head. What? Huh? You shot your dog? Well, in he had to be a distemper. He had what? Distemper. I don't think that's... He had demons in his hand. Dear God. Uh-huh. Is that the only dog you've shot and killed? Uh... <laughs> Boy, there's more. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's Cecil's question mark. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I bet, bet. What's up, boo? Ah, uh, boo. I'm just ducky, just quacking along. Oh, yeah? On this thing called life, you yeah. know, just <laughs> in the water, paddles... <laughs> That our feet just moving. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. It's Father's Day as we're recording this. I sent my dad donuts. My dad's dead. Yep, there it is. Okay. <laughs> so, old dead dad Where Andy. Where do we go from here? My buddy Andy Sanford has a great bit. I mean, he, he unfortunately lost his dad when he was like nine years old. He's mm-hmm. got a whole bit about it, like how he'd get nicknames like, oh, that's old dead dad Andy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's okay. I didn't want to play catch anyway. It is a sticky situation. I realize that I don't know how you feel mm-hmm. with not having a dad, but over Mother's Day when people are like, oh, you don't have a mom. 
Like, people don't really know what to say. Yeah. And I know this is the second year, so it's kind of, you know. It's, it's okay. I know, but, you know, it's okay if it's not okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm trying to therapize you. I want you to have a breakdown. <laughs> and then I'll, I'd feel better. Well, what's weird, and I think we've mentioned this before, your mom passed the week of Mother's Day. My dad passed the week of Father's Day. Ooh, and you know what's even creepier? My mom died before Mother's Day. Your dad after Father's Day. Why is that creepier? I don't know. Kind of a a bookend? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind well, I like how they switched. They were like, I'll go first, Mm -hmm. and then the holiday. And then Don was like, well, I'll have the holiday first, and then... I know, I you know, <laughs> it happens in my head, and then I'm like, I want to share it with you so fast, and then oh, that's okay, that's but, okay. Yeah, Just right but, out of the gate, I'm being a bummer. But no, you're not. No, I'm not trying to. I'm not how, trying to be a bummer, and, and I'm also not trying to make light of it. Uh, I'm fine. You know, of course I miss him, but uh, I think uh, when is it? Uh, Wednesday might be a little tougher. That's the day past the uh, 24th. What do you so. want to do? Today I almost bought you fishing poles. <laughs> I don't know what to do. What? Why? I just feel like you guys went fishing. You went fishing with your dad, did you not? Yeah, well, not a lot, but I've been fishing with my dad. <laughs> what is this? I think I made that up. No, you know why? Because you like the river runs through it. Uh-huh. And for some reason, I really associated you guys really liking that together. Hmm. Yeah, we never fly, flesh, fly fish together. That's what they do in that movie. Hmm. And the guy at the bait shop today was like, what do you want? And I, I, I just what said, a regular old what fishing kind of, pole. What kind of accent was that? What do you want? Uh, what, what ethnicity I, was he? He was a Latin man. Okay. That was a heck of an accent you <laughs> yeah. did there. What do you want? Uh, and I said, like just, a, just a fishing pole, buddy. Mm-hmm. I need two fishing poles. Where are you going to fish? And I was like, I guess around here. No, he's Italian. I don't know where. That's a spicy fishing pole. You really went to go buy me a fishing rod this morning? Yeah, off of PCH. I know it says bait shop. Huh. So I figured they had what goes with the bait, which is a fishing pole. Boy, it's a miracle he didn't sell you some... Well, how much is a fishing pole? Deep sea fishing pole. He was. I think he was. $500 rig. How much is like a just regular? Just a regular, you know, something you could buy at Walmart, 40 bucks. Yeah. These were 40 or 50. There was a $90 one he was showing me, but Mm -hmm. then I was just very bored. Mm -hmm. I just said, it's fine. He didn't care. He wasn't invested in teaching me anything. I wasn't really invested. I, just, I, I kind of just walked away <laughs> awkwardly. <laughs> I didn't even say goodbye. I was just like creeping into the... <laughs> That's always so funny when you're out shopping and whether you're just window shopping or tire kicking or whatever, and you engage the the salesperson and then you don't buy. It's like, okay. I know. I, I didn't, Nothing you said sold me, so I'm going to leave now. Well, and I was being <laughs> ambiguous because I should have said, like, we are fishing for swordfish. Uh-huh. And there's, I'm sure there's, like, a swordfish rig. Mm-hmm. Rig? Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's all right. <laughs> but he, you know what? I think he might have been Italian. <laughs> no, that's racist. Probably it best not be, to speculate. Uh, nope. I don't think it's racist to... To assume he might be Italian. What, what kind of fishing pole do you need? <laughs> I went to acting school. Oh, boy. I wasn't great. 
You do a good Italian accent. Oh, you made the best Italian food ever. You made your spaghetti. <laughs> My what? Spaghetti with your garlic bread. Yeah, I made uh, I made homemade marinara the other night with meatballs. Oh, Jack's uh, favorite. We made that uh, because we hosted your nephew. We had a little uh, three-person birthday party for it your nephew. It was so cute. And we made a fort. You, you and Jack made a pillow fort. Jack just turned 15. Oh. And he... Lives he's in like Seattle. Six two, by the way. Yeah, he's giant. He he's fifteen. He wears a size fifteen shoe. Yeah, fifteen shoe. Fifteen shoe. That's insane. And he enjoys vans, but he also says they're not very good with the support. He's an <laughs> old he, man. He's, he's an such old soul. a. Um, I don't know how to describe him. He's such easygoing. Na- well, he's so not a teenager, and what I mean is. Granted, I haven't been around teenagers in 25 years. Thank God. But, uh, but yeah, who am I? Chris D'Elia? Hey, uh, topical. <laughs> um, but no, I just picture teenagers. I, I remember when I was 15, and I was uh, I was arrogant, and I was a little too self-assured, and I, I felt like I, I knew, I thought I knew a lot more than I actually did. And I was I was a pistol. I had a lot of piss and vinegar. And uh, I can't imagine Jack you were is 15. just super chill. He's just whatever. Well, and he gets so excited. Like we will be like, "Hey, do you want to watch a plant grow?" Oh yeah! Like he thinks everything is just like Disneyland. I do like that. I like that he uh, finds a way to be enthused about almost anything. Yeah, he's just it's it's so refreshing. Slash, I felt very nervous uh-huh. because I don't know what to do with teenage boys. Thank yeah. God. Ooh, that'd be weird if I did. <laughs> I know what to do. Okay, I won't even go down. Pedophilia. Okay, edit that one out. Yeah. What time is this? Remember to Jesus edit it. Christ. Okay. No, but I don't know. We've never hosted. This is our first guest. Yeah, we've because been here of COVID. four months and we've had zero company. Yeah. And like we talked about last week, like even the neighbors, I won't let them in. Like <laughs> You will awkwardly just <laughs> scoot outside and shut the door because Charlie's a madman yep. and COVID. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. And our neighbors don't wear masks, which is fine, but, you know, scary. But no, we had fun the other night. Uh, you guys built a pillow fort. I made uh, spaghetti and meatballs. And we got to do something I'm, I'm looking forward to doing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I know I sneeze so loud. Let it rip, boo. You don't have to, you don't have to suppress your sneezes. You were doing some weird little... Hold your nose, squint your eyes. I call that a church sneeze. In church, my mom would always be like, hold your nose. And then every time I would actually sneeze out of my mouth louder, and then the snot would come mm. out of my mouth. Oh, that's mouth. good. <laughs> Boo, do you know the trick on to how to not sneeze? Oh, uh, sugar under your tongue? I don't know about that. I'm just, <laughs> if, you're, if you're about to sneeze and you don't want to sneeze, like you're in church or something... Uh, take your two finger, one finger or two fingers and press your upper lip, like where your mustache would be if you had a mustache. I do have a mustache. Uh, no, you don't. But, uh, but press it kind of okay. hard, and that will make the sneeze go away. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if that works with everything. <laughs> What's Katie doing pressing her <laughs> lip? Oh, she's trying to hold in a fart. <laughs> I love that you knew what I was yeah. talking. I'm disgusting. And conversely, if you are about to sneeze, but it's kind of on the fence, and you know how sometimes you're about to sneeze, but it never comes? Yeah. If you look into the light, if you look into a light bulb, if you look Ooh. up at the sun, if you look into some source of light when you're about to sneeze, that will push you over the top. And I get terrific. that. Yeah. I get that. The vitamin D. Yeah. But just hold, if you don't want to sneeze, just hold, uh, press your upper lip. Question. Uh-huh. Could I take a vitamin D 
supplement mm-hmm. when I feel like sneezing. Because if I'm looking at the sun, obviously it's a vitamin D thing. Mm-hmm. I should be a scientist. Yeah, I don't know that the vitamin D is connected to the sneezing. It <laughs> might just be an effect well, that has on your Well, you know, eyes. I guess we'll never know, boo. There's I no guess way we'll- to know. <laughs> There's no way to find out. Uh, no, but that spaghetti was, as the kids say, dank. Yeah, I make a good uh, marinara. Oh, so good. It would, marinara and then equals. to go with it. A little red wine in there. We made Jack watch Goodfellas. Yes, and that's what I was about to say. I love having a youth around. I yeah. like being an uncle. Yeah. It, when we get married, will I be Jack's uncle or will I be his uncle-in-law? No, uncle, but he doesn't call me Aunt Katie, mm-hmm. which is a problem. But then I think he thinks of me as an older sister. Long mm-hmm. story short, I don't really know, and yeah. I never want him yeah. to feel pressure. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah. But I bet he'll call you Dave. But or I, uh, Smokey. That's Smokey. what everyone <laughs> yeah. calls you. Uh, in your family. <laughs> uh, my point is, I like having uh, a relationship with a, with a teenager, um, especially a boy. Uh, not to be sexist, but I can connect, obviously, easier with a boy than I can a young girl, because I once was a young boy. My point is, I like having Jack around, because I like... <laughs> You about to, about no, to no, no, no. I'm sorry. I thought it was a sneeze. I'm so sorry. I, I'm having, I don't know. Jesus. Maybe I'm allergic to the fern I got. Uh, I'm just going to have to go lay down. <laughs> I like having a young boy around <laughs> because I get to expose him. Boy, this is a oh, weird boy. sentence. I like, like having a young oh, no. boy because I like to expose him to cool things. Such as cool movies like Goodfellas. He had never seen Goodfellas before. Yes. So, yeah. I, I love. Being able to be like, hey, here's something that's amazing, that's universally beloved, that you've never seen. Let's watch it. And I can't wait to do that more with him, with music, with other movies, books, whatever. Uh, I'm excited for him to learn about barbecue and, like, cool stuff. Like, you're a man's man. He's going to learn how to, like, cut trees (laughs) and, like, know how to, you know, make bark houses. Bark houses. (laughs) I'm assuming you know how to do that. Uh, What is a bark house? It's when you take the bark off a tree uh-huh. and then you make a house out of it. Oh, okay. Everybody knows about bark houses. It's kind of like when your brain gets ahead of your mouth. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's not like thing. that at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, he's a good kid, and it was fun uh, watching him watch Goodfellas for the first time. Okay, but it was, I did forget how long it was. Yeah, that's the only thing. Towards the end, he was like, well, when it ended, he goes, well, that was a long movie. I know, I felt like we were in film school, and we were like, you have to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. But we watched Billy Madison as an appetizer. Yeah, he'd never seen that before. Which is awesome. He liked that. He liked the farts and the fun. Although I did feel kind of like, I mean, we were suggesting movies from our generation. So it reminded me like if I was, when I was a teenager, if somebody was suggesting you know, movies from the silent 70s. talkies. You know, <laughs> back in the forties when I was <laughs> Wait, a teen. Silent talkies, uh, different. Yeah, those. That's, that's, that's two different things. Strange. But uh, that was fun to watch him uh, be exposed to like a great piece of film like Goodfellas and stuff. Well, and on the way home when I drove him back to Granddad's house, I was like, "Now you know this. Mm-hmm. Now you know." What Goodfellas is like if it comes up in conversation, you'll be like, "Hey, I'm a good fellow." <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a tough time. You had a case I, of the goofies this yeah, morning. Yeah, I just well, I wanted him to have fun, mm-hmm. and he is so agreeable yeah. and so kind and so easygoing that I'm like, 
are you having fun? Are you having fun? Are you having fun? Are you here's some presents? Here's some candy. I don't know. And he's always at like five. He's never a ten. He's never a one. He's always just right in the middle. Like you can't tell. Well, if he's having fun though, or if he's miserable. If you're like, do you want to watch this? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he really wanted to watch Uncut Gems. Yeah. Which yeah. is my we nightmare. We started that, yeah. Oh. You don't like that movie? I don't know why. Hmm. I like his character. Well, the this gets uh, reported in every review of that movie about how tense and nerve-wracking it is. Mm. And I don't get it. Like, I mean, I get that it's supposed to be, there's a lot of tension in the movie. But for me, it's not a distraction. It's, it doesn't make me not want to watch it. Because I've seen it twice now. Yeah, and, you uh, enjoyed it, I did thought you? It was, I thought it was good, yeah. I thought it was would, good. You wa- would you watch it again? Would it be like in your rotation, like, I'm going to watch this every six months? No, I mean, I could watch that movie every couple of years and not, you know, not have a problem with it. Is it weird that I could watch the movie The Joker a lot? Hmm. I could, I could rewatch that yeah, movie you like over that one? and over. Oh, my God. Yeah, that one gets shit on a lot now. Really? Yeah, just... uh, With Joaquin? Yeah, yeah. Just a lot of people crapping on that movie. I thought it was entertaining. Just the the single white male who's, you know, downward spiral and the the white male angst and, you know... I don't know. Not to get political, but... uh, No, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice romp. I'm saying it's, it's the... I'm seeing it be the uh, the butt of a lot of jokes now, but uh, you know, I thought it was fine. It's, it wasn't the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I had no problem with it. It's no Sopranos. No Sopranos. No. Oh, speaking of which, I was um, when we were watching Goodfellas, and I, every time I watch Goodfellas, I can't help but notice uh, how many Sopranos actors are in that movie. Yeah, uh, I miss Sopranos. And maybe it should be the other way around because Goodfellas was first. How many how many Goodfellas actors were later in Sopranos? But Wait, how many times have you seen it? Goodfellas. Yeah. Goodfellas, honestly, might be it's in the top two or three movies that I have seen the most. So like, like fifteen? No, 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 fifteen. That's a lot. No, I've I'm no hyperbole. I've seen Goodfellas fifty times. Whoa! I've seen Goodfellas a ton. I've seen Heat oh, a ton. Heat. I've yes. seen Back to the Future a ton. Mm. Karate Kid, Rocky Four. Those movies I've seen. How the most. old were you when you first saw? Um, was Heat and Goodfellas like in the same Goodfellas area? came out in like 90. Heat came out in 95. Okay. So, so you're like in your I saw Goodfellas when it 30s. came out. I saw Goodfellas when it came out. <laughs> when uh, I would have been like 13 or 14 when that came out. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, 13, 14-year-old boy seeing Goodfellas. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's been out for 30 years. So even 50, if you think about it, that's, you know, I see it like one and a half times a year. And I'm always like, let's watch it again. Let's right. watch it again. Yeah. I love it so much. But I, it had, I was thinking, every time I watch it, I, I can't help but think how many uh, Sopranos actors are in it. So when we were watching with Jack the other night, I took some notes, and I compiled a list of how many actors are in both Sopranos and Goodfellas. Wow. And if, uh, now, I need the listeners' help on this. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming there might be a few more that I've missed, but how many do you think I've confirmed uh, me and Charlie. He just okay. Hey Charlie. Hi Charlie. That uh, fella sucks. He has he has some notes. There's no dogs hey, in that movie, buddy. What's the matter, bud? Shut up. When you get a chance at your convenience, oh, shut boy. the fuck up. Okay? I don't know what to do with him. He's a real pro. Charlie. Shut up. How many how many how many actors do you think are in both those? Ten. Okay, that's good. That's good. Okay, uh, I just kidding. Seven. No, no. I've I've got twelve. Oh, my Lord. And I need the listeners to tell me if I missed anybody. I'll, I'll run down the list real quick, and I'll just 
for simplicity's sake, I will just give the Goodfellas character. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm going to give the Sopranos character. Mm-hmm. These are the Sopranos characters or actors that are also in Goodfellas. All right. Obviously, there's a few that come to mind that are no-brainers, such as Dr. Melfi. Dr. Melfi plays Karen. She's in that. Uh, Christopher, he's great. He plays uh, Spider, the guy who gets shot in the foot by Joe Pesci and then later killed by Joe Pesci. No spoiler alerts. The movie's 30 years old. Uh, Big Pussy is in uh, Goodfellas. He, I don't even think he has many. Um, he may not have any lines, but uh, the scene where they're liqu- liquidating the restaurant and they're running up the credit and taking all the merchandise and through the front door and out the oh. back door. When, uh, Big Pussy, is, uh, he's got like a whole rack of like fur coats and suits and stuff that he's uh, parading around that restaurant. So uh, Melfi, Christopher, Big Pussy, uh, Phil Leotardo. Obviously, he plays uh, Billy Bats. Go get your shine box. Oh, uh, he's wow. in that. Uh, Polly Walnuts is actually in that. I don't think he has any lines, but uh, maybe the first scene when they're showing all the guys hanging out uh, around Polly's store or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, the young Rob Lowe. Wait, what's young his Rob name? Young Rob Lowe. Rob, who's the main guy in that? Ray Liotta? Ray Liotta, <laughs> young Ray Liotta. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> when Ray Liotta's yeah. young and looking down and saying he wants to be a gangster. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, okay. he's in that. And then it's also in the scene where when uh, Liotta's character stands up Karen on a date and then she makes uh, she makes Pesci go looking for him and he, they storm up in the car. And uh, he's he's in that, that crew there hanging out. Uh, Larry Boy Barisi, I don't know if you remember him in Sopranos. He was one of the um, capos or... Uh, one of the higher ups who's who also had his mom in the same nursing center, nursing home that oh, yeah. uh, that Tony had his mom. Yeah, uh, he's in it. He's the uh, restaurant owner who's talking to Polly about Joe Pesci, and he's like, you know, this guy's in there. You know, he's the one that oh, his uh, tab, yeah, his tab, and okay. when he's like, Polly's like, what do you want me to do? Shoot him? And he goes, it wouldn't be that bad of an idea. And then Polly gets pissed. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Larry Boy's in it. Uh, Carmelo's mom oh, is yeah. Karen's mom. You know, I love her. He's not Jewish. Um, <laughs> Maury of Maury's Wigs, he's in Sopranos. He's the, um, he has a real small arc. Uh, he's, what is it, season two or three? He's the um, Hasidic Jewish uh, hotel owner hmm. who strikes a deal with uh, Tony to try to get his son-in-law a divorce or whatever, a get. Um, I don't know this uh, character or the actor's name, but in Sopranos, he's one of the f- uh, New York crew. He, he's with uh, Carmine and Phil Leotardo. He's one of that crew. Older guy, kind of a ch- chubby pie face, and he's got a big head of hair. Uh, he's got, like, blonde or gray hair that he's got slicked all the way back. I forgot that character's name, but he's in uh, Goodfellas. Doesn't even have any lines. You just kind of see him in the background. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of Carmine Lupertazzi, New York boss mm-hmm. who has a stroke, chokes on the egg salad sandwich with Oof. a tour, the, the world's worst hair comb over. Yeah. Uh, he's in in Goodfellas. Uh, doesn't have any lines, but he's in the scene where uh, where Pesci shoots uh, Christopher the first time in the foot. Oh, yeah, he's, the dancing. He's hanging yep. there at the, uh, at the card table. Uh, Beansy Gata, the guy who gets run over by uh, Richie Aprile. He's in a wheelchair. And he owns the pizza joint. Oh, yes, yes, Sopranos. yes. He's in Goodfellas. He's towards the end uh, when he, he's he's working with Henry and Karen. He's, he's selling them guns or cocaine or something there in the hotel. He's like, yeah, you want to see helicopters? Hmm. Um, and then finally, my last one, number 12, uh, the military school instructor that uh, that Tony and Carmela go to visit because they're thinking about taking oh, AJ to right, military yeah. school. The guy who was Saw, he was in the yeah. Saw movies. That guy has a small role in Goodfellas. He's uh, De Niro's parole officer. Uh, we just see him for like five seconds. So there's 12 there. Oh, my goodness. Uh, some of those, like I said, didn't even have any lines. Um, but, man, I don't know why that's 
interesting to me that there's 12 actors are in the same two different projects. Well, it's weird because they look this they they have an age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they look the same. Like it was 30 years ago. Yeah. So around 20 years ago, if it was Sopranos era. Yeah, Sopranos started in 20. like 2000. Yeah, it feels like what if there was just one agent that mm-hmm. only did <laughs> Mafia clientele. Well, I feel like that sometimes that it's either an agent thing or maybe a casting director, a similar casting. For example, uh, the movie we watched again this week, uh, Copland. It's a cop town or Copland. Oh, with, um, with a Sylvester. Sylvester, Ray Liotta, Harvey Keitel. Keitel. <laughs> Harvey Keitel. Uh, there's a lot of Sopranos in that movie. Oh. Yeah. So I don't, know, I don't know if it's similar casting agents or what. Anyway, there's just a weird, fun little piece of trivia. I uh, at the bare minimum, there's 12 actors that were in Sopranos and Goodfellas. So that's what I'm excited about today. <laughs> um, what else is going on? I love how your excitement is a very detailed list yeah. regarding actors. I and, love weird yeah. pieces of trivia like no, that. No, it's amazing. You're you're like a, you remember things, mm-hmm. which is fascinating to me because mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Huh. Wow, I remember stuff. It's wonderful. But yeah, give us a call if uh, you can add to that list. Uh, what's our number? 562-548-2012, in that order. Yes. Uh, give us a call. Something else I'm excited about. Um, caught a peeping Tom this week. Ugh, I know. Caught a peeping fucking Tom. so gross. Uh, long story short, 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm hanging out. We keep our <laughs> windows up for, for a nice cool breeze. Keep the blinds down at night, but the windows themselves are up. So when I'm sitting on the couch or whatever, I can hear everything that's going on right outside our apartment here. And uh, to give you a quick visual, we have a nice four-unit apartment building that we're in here. And literally 10 feet across, not the street, but uh, we share a driveway with the building next to us. And uh, literally that building is 10 feet from our couch so um, there's a driveway that separates the two buildings. So and it's a shared driveway. So there's uh, you know eight different units that can share this driveway, um, whether to park your car back there, or, you know, get to the back of the the property, whatever. So often at night, I'll hear people walking around, and I don't think much of it, uh, just yeah. because it could be one of the other seven tenants that um, are allowed to be on this driveway. Uh, so, you know, just because I hear somebody walking around back there doesn't necessarily get my radar up now. Uh, but I'm hanging out. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. This is like Thursday morning, Friday morning. Um, like I said, stay up late sometimes. And uh, What are you doing? Just all kinds of stuff. Compiling list of actors who are also in Sopranos. I have a feeling you have <laughs> a secret life that I don't know no, about. No, I just stay up late and watch a bunch of YouTube videos. But anyway, 4 o'clock in the morning. I hear somebody's footsteps like real, literally three feet away, you know, just right here on the driveway. And I don't think much of it because it could be anybody. And uh, But then I hear like a low talking. I hear like, like, like Charlie Brown's parents. Just, hmm. I couldn't make out what he's saying, but I only heard one voice. So I was like, this idiot talking to himself. And then I hear like a moaning, like a... Mm. Oh, God. And I, God. Uh, I peek out the windows and there's a dude... All up in, bent over, like looking into our neighbor Joe's window. Our neighbor, just literally right across the way here. Um, I see him like kind of bent over to where maybe he's like, there was just a little gap in Joe's window, like between his curtains or blinds that maybe you could see in. Mm -hmm. So this guy's bent over, like getting a good look up into Joe's window and just, uh, just, just, just wailing on himself. Oh, God. Yeah, just, just flogging it. 
and uh, they they had That's a uh, they had a light on in that room. So somebody was up at four in the morning at Joe's apartment with the middle room light on. Guy just bent over, looking in his window, jacking it. And of course, I, I'm not going to tolerate that. Well, yeah. So I, I I hop up, throw on the flip flops, I go bursting out the door, and this guy's sprinting down the sidewalk. Did you sprint after him? I did. I chased him a whole block. Did you say anything like? Yeah. Hey. No, I was just I just I was trying to catch up. And then in hindsight, I was like, what would I have done had I caught him? <laughs> not really interested in. Hand-to-hand combat with a guy who might have goo on his hands. Uh, um, uh. But yeah, some asshole just peeping, tomming, and jacking right here. I Here's the thing. Now, this might sound a little odd. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. But it, I can't help but think, like, think, like, why not me? Like, why wasn't he <laughs> peeping in on You're me? offended that he wasn't looking at you? I Here's the thing. I'm vain. And... <laughs> I feel, you know, it's going to be my birthday coming up. I'm feeling getting older. I'm, 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 you know, wanting to look tight and right. Mm-hmm. And no offense. Um, I love, she's beautiful mm-hmm. neighbor now, but you know, we're just different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, you know, I'm cute. I don't know why the masturbator didn't masturbate well, to me. <laughs> you play your cards right, boo. Maybe one day a weirdo you've never met is looking in your window jacking off to Maybe you. Maybe so. he started because uh-huh. my bedroom's... Maybe you got him primed up. Yeah, I got him primed mm-hmm. up, and then yeah. he moved on to old yeah. next door lady. Yep. So that's normal. Did I ever tell you this? I could talk about this stuff now that I've let the cat out of the bag on the boogie monster about my cop life. Dave was a cop. I was a cop for almost five years. So proud of you for saying. Hated every fucking second of it. And I won't rehash all that, but uh, went deep into it the last two episodes of The Boogie Monster. Uh, Long story short, one time when I was a cop, um, I caught a guy jacking off in his car in a public park. He was parked in a public park. And we used to deal with a lot of this, especially in the summertime. Uh, You know, the the lady's shorts get a little shorter. Clothes get a little... Tighter. Uh, by the way, I'm not victim shaming. Oh, she's asking for it. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I get If it. you're the kind of guy that's going to jack off to people in public, summertime when the girls are a little more scantily clad is your uh, prime season. Uh, caught a kind of guy jacking off in his car in a public park. Arrested him. And uh, every time you arrest somebody and there's a vehicle involved, uh, most of the time you'll you'll tow you'll have that vehicle towed. But before you do that, you have to do a quick inventory of oh, the vehicle. No. Oh no. Just so. You know, you arrest some guy, you tow his car, you got to do an inventory so he doesn't say, hey, there was a briefcase with $10,000 cash in it, now it's gone, who took it? So you inventory everything just so you know what was in the car at the time of the arrest so he can't say there's anything missing. And I'm inventorying the car, snooping around, (laughs) didn't have any gloves on, and I grab a (gasps) T-shirt that is filled with yuck. Oh. And, uh, oh, boy. Human, I would have bombed. Did human you I almost threw up, and I was so pissed at this guy. I was cussing up. at this I want to throw up. I want to throw up. And it was my left hand, fortunately, so I, dr- I left this. And I, I, I handed him off to my buddy. He's like, you got to finish this, dude. I got to go. And I drove literally lights and sirens with my left hand out the window, goo dripping from it, uh, <laughs> to the nearest uh, firehouse. Um, <laughs> we were buddies with all the, uh, the firemen and the fire precincts uh, because that's where we would go to use the restroom because like there was one police precinct in our area um but just the nature of the business you're gonna have a lot more firehouses than you are police precincts just Mm -hmm. because of proximity to 
whatever. So anyway, uh, drove lights and sirens to the fire department, and they uh, they used some heavy duty chemical uh, sanitizing oh, stuff. Oh God! On me. But yeah, I just can't believe I've touched your hands. Driving lights and sirens with a uh, with a cum hand. Yuck! Uh, Yuck! So yeah, that's. It's a lot of cum talk today on the uh, Stonebirds, but yeah. Good old semen, always there. <laughs> caught, caught, a, uh, <laughs> caught a public masturbator. Uh, yeah. I didn't catch him, but I scared him off, so I, I chased him down. And I, uh, it was so dark, I couldn't even really get a good... I have no idea what his ethnicity was, because I only saw him from the back. But he was uh, tall and super skinny, and the way he was running away... He was doing like this weird, like serpentine, sporadic... Like he, I don't know if he's probably either mental illness or... Strung out on meth or something. So you're saying a mentally ill meth addict mm-hmm. doesn't even find me attractive. Exactly. Cool, cool, cool. Exactly. Boo. I can make anything about me. <laughs> How are you doing, Boo? Enough about me and my public masturbators. What you been up to? Boo, I just, I have to tell you something. Mm-hmm. What? What's going on? Remember last night when we were trying to find movies that we were both excited about? Mm-hmm, which is always a challenge. Yep. Always hard and never fun. No, it's fun once we get the top five and mm-hmm. then narrow it down. Um, but one of the movies that was up for discussion was a movie called You Should Leave. A new release starring Amanda Seyfried. Who? I don't know who it was. Amanda Seyfried. I think. I don't know why I have an accent. Oh, I know who you're talking about. The she blonde was in, girl. Uh, She's in Big Love. She was in Mamma Mia as well. Yeah, I didn't see that. And Mamma Mia 2, uh-huh. which really touched my heart, even mm-hmm. though it was hard to watch because Meryl Streep dies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she didn't want to do the sequel, Meryl. Oh, okay. So they just killed yeah. her off. <laughs> Somebody, anyway. I remember when that movie was popular. <laughs> I forgot who was it, but someone t- tweeted, uh, Mamma Mia 3, Papa Pia. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So anyway, that. Amanda Seafried. Yep, and a and good old Kevin Bacon. You love Kevin Bacon? I do. I don't know why. I like him. He seems hard on his luck. Like, oh, man, every movie's just like, oh, I'm going to be a survivor. I like Kevin Bacon, but he doesn't have a lot of range. He's always Kevin Bacon. Ah, that's the beauty of it. It's the same book. way I feel about Paul Giamatti. I think Paul Giamatti's great, but every movie, it's like, that's Paul yeah. Giamatti. That's true. Well, and Kevin Bacon is perpetually 47 years old. I know. It's great. I like it. It's mm-hmm. constant. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Well, the movie is about a scary house. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't like scary house movies, mm-hmm. I've noticed. But they I do. Me. I get hooked every single trailer. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, Kevin Bacon. He, could he be a murderer? Could he not be? Is his wife cheating on him? Is mm-hmm. she not? Does his little girl get found? In the house? We don't know. Is that all, did that all happen in this movie, or are you doing a compilation of all his movies? No, that was this oh, specific okay. movie. Okay. <laughs> so. Does he want to fight the town council to try to get the anti-dancing laws removed? <laughs> <laughs> Is he a pedophile? Is he a pedophile? What movie is he a pedophile? Sleepers. Oh, Sleepers, yeah. He's in, yeah. Oh, right. I was on a Kevin Bacon kick last night. I yeah. wanted to watch Sleepers. Sleepers I wanted to watch good. Tremors. I wanted to watch You Should Leave. I love that movie. When the, the two boys, when they grow up and oh, they yeah. find him eating dinner in that Ooh. bar and they confront him and he's real smug about it. And he goes, what do you want? And that guy, uh, I forgot who was it. 
Brad Pitt? No, not Brad Pitt's character. This dark-headed guy. What's that guy? Oh, uh, Billy Crudup. Crudup? Crudup? Oh, was Billy Crudup? Yeah, I believe it's his character. Goes, same thing I've always wanted, to watch you die. That's such a good line. Oh. Like, they're about to kill this fucking dude. Man. Yeah. That's a good one. So if you haven't seen Sleepers, is it Sleepers, plural? It's Sleepers. It is not a feel-good movie. It's <laughs> The premise is child rape, <laughs> but it's, it's good. It's entertaining. Yeah, and Dark. you know what else? He is in uh, the one where, ah, my daughter got murdered, and I'm a detective. Oh, Mystic River. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which also had some yeah, yeah, sadness. Yeah, similar storyline there. Well, jeez. Uh, you got any other got <laughs> uplifting? <laughs> but here's the thing. I Kevin Bacon owes me $20 uh-huh. because... Oh, that was one of the... It was the big rental. The new release movie rental. Uh, I mean... Um, Every Saturday, I, I want to spend $20 yeah. on a movie. Yeah, we, we dropped 20 bucks <laughs> last week on that. And you don't get to buy it. It's just a rental. Yeah, you would think, hey, I paid 20 bucks. Just let me go ahead and keep this. Yeah, I mean, I ha- hated it, but mm-hmm. I want to keep it. But I guess it's, it's just like going to the movie. It, it, 20 bucks is insane for a rental. But if you think about it, you know, no one's going to the movies right now. Yeah. That's, I mean, this is old man complaint, but like going to the movies. Like two people, especially here in L.A., you love going to the Arclight, oh, which is so literally nice. the most expensive theater. <laughs> What's a, what's a what's a Friday a, night ticket price? A Friday oh like twenty one twenty three twenty three four. But a oh but a matinee is eighteen, which oh, is just as bad. Yeah. Twenty four. All right, so that's forty eight bucks just for the two tickets, and then at least fifteen bucks a piece on on snacks. But so. you get beer there if you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah you, can get beer there. <laughs> you could get beer there. Oh, and the people have the cool tags where they say their favorite names. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> no, it's their name and then their favorite movie. Oh, right, so right, that's right. always a fun talking point. And they do the little, um, the uh, intro. It, yeah, the, the, uh, that's uh, neat. A theater employee comes out and intros the movie, so that's nice. Anyway, how was this movie last night? Awful. No good? <laughs> Charlie hated it, Charlie too. did like, what the hell, Charlie? Charlie. Shut up, buddy. Yeah, he's... What mean. was wrong with the movie? I don't know. There was a lot of shots of Kevin Bacon in a, like, window and... I don't know. I just, there was a bathtub with a dead lady in it. There's always a bathtub with a dead lady, <laughs> you know, and it's just, there's no, it's, it's not, I just wish there was a thing that's doing this, but it ends up, oh, I'm spoiler alerting. Yeah, don't spoil Okay. But, you know, it sucked. But listen, I learned the hard way <laughs> and now I have a talking point for Kevin Bacon when I meet him. Oh, yeah? Hey, you owe me $20 for that shitty movie. Didn't you see him while you were hiking one day? He was iridescent. What does it mean? He was glowing. I did. I did see him. Charlie's licking the microphone. Hey, Charlie. Everybody. But yeah, I did see him. He was He was with his beautiful wife, Kira Sed- Sedgwick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. And let me tell you, if you want to see two human angels ascending from a mountain, might I suggest Griffith Park on a Sunday? I've seen a lot of celebrities over there. Yeah. Me too, more. Probably more. Probably more. I, know yeah, more. I know more. I know more. All right, boo. That's enough uh, jibber-jabber. Should we answer, uh, respond to some yes, voicemails? please. Let's get into it. Guys, call us anytime. 548-562-2012. Is that the number? I feel like I'm getting... Yeah, no, no. 562. Sorry. It's right here on my notes. 562-548-2012. Give us a call, and uh, we are here to uh, provide what little assistance we're we capable can, yeah. of. So, um, yeah, let's get to it. Here we, here we go. Yo, guys. Uh, JC, um, 
intro for Juan Carlos. <laughs> but everybody keeps raising um, first responders and everything, which is great, which is great. They're on the front lines. Everybody forgets about us warehouse workers. We're out there, too. We've been out there from day one. If anything, working a lot more hours to try to keep these stores stocked um, and order shipped uh, both truck loads and what's called small parcel, um, UPS, FedEx, all that stuff. We've been busting our ass. Everybody forgets about us. Uh, but we're still here. Been doing the same work we've been doing, just a lot harder, and sadly with very little protection in place because we're warehouse workers. Um, we have to be right up on top of each other. We have to talk to drivers. We have to come in and count with them. We have to transfer paperwork that's touched several times, use equipment that's touched several times, and sometimes it gets hot. People don't wear their masks. So, so shout out to us, what it hurt. And I, I'm just saying in general, for everybody, I could care less whether people appreciate what I do or not. I love what I do, but I know there's a lot of people out there that are a little bummed that we get overlooked a lot. Alright guys, thanks for the show. It's amazing. Uh, love Katie. Dave, you're hilarious. Um, keep up the... What do you call it? I don't even want to say the accent in when you open the show. That's hilarious, just opening up the show to that. Alright, take care guys. Bye. All right, dude. JC. JC, thank you. Warehouse worker. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, JC. That is. That's a huge deal. That's a great point. Um, Yeah, I don't think JC was trying to shit on the first responders and all that. Um, But I get it. They're the ones that get all the glory right now. Um, But, man, anybody who's working, uh, especially in any capacity of, of, I don't want to say service industry, is too narrow of a term, um, but just anybody, uh, warehouse workers, like you said, grocery store workers, even the damn UPS guy and the, and the, and the delivery, uh, no, totally. the mail people, like uh, big kudos to everybody out there. I, that's, Thank you, guys. That's true. You and I are in a unique situation that uh, I didn't, you know, I've, 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 I've lost my touring schedule mm-hmm. due to COVID, but uh, thanks to... Uh, the podcast and stuff, I, I, you know, not to get eh, too inside baseball, but I, I still have sources of income trickling in. Um, and you, you know, you've got your stuff. My point is, we've been dealing like everybody for the last three and a half months or how long it's, it's been with the COVID and, and just the, the paranoia of day to day life of, you know, wear your mask, wash your hands, try not to catch this thing. Um, but we've been doing it just from the comfort of our couch while we're watching movies, yeah. not having to worry about going in and punching a clock and working 40 hours a week. But and the, when people take off their masks, when JC said that, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. But kudos to people like JC and everybody who's out there working. They're having to deal. They got the same stress and paranoia that, that we have with trying not to catch this COVID. Times 30. But they still, A, have to go out and earn a living, and B, while they're at work, like he said, have to deal, uh, put themselves at risk dealing with people in, in close quarters and maybe not wearing masks and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, big shout-out to the warehouse workers and, and truck drivers. Thank you, guys. Yes. no, Everybody. Everyone that's working right now. And then, JC, yay, I'm glad you, you're proud and like what you do. And we are, too. We are so appreciative. And that is such a good point. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. 
Shout out to you. I worked at a warehouse uh, for one day. Oh my gosh. When I was wonderful. in high school. One day. It um what I did don't, you do? I don't see how people deal with that. Um I worked I forgot the name of the place. It was I worked for a temp agency. Okay. Um so it was like a blue collar temp agency, not a office white collar temp agency. Um so you know, every day they'd call me and they'd have a, a different gig. Um, but a lot of it was warehouse work. But I worked at this one uh, warehouse slash factory that made plastic forks. Oh. And they'd come off the line. I don't know anything about manufacturing or how, it, how they did it this way. But they, the forks would come off the line in pairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, they, whatever mold they were using, it would, it would make two plastic forks mm-hmm. and then there'd be this little bitty cir- plastic circle that connected the two mm-hmm. so they'd come off the line in pairs and my only job was to stand at the end of the conveyor belt and grab the pair snap them in two and put them in two different buckets oh grab break God. toss grab break toss Did that for eight hours and the guy who was training me i said how long have you been working here 22 years Oh, boy. He's been separating forks for 22 years. And uh, even one day, they called me back the next day and said, hey, they need you again. I was like, I can't do it. I worked eight hours doing how, that. How, do you remember the hourly? Like, was it just an hourly? Yeah, like? it was like, I don't know, eight bucks an hour. Or oh, my God. 25 years ago. And but you're never done. It's just you're never all I did. done. And I get that that's what manufacturing is. I get yeah. that millions of Americans, and I'm not belittling it, by the way. I'm no. just saying I, I just couldn't do it. I just, especially at 18, 19, however old no. I was, oh, I didn't have boy. the patience or the, um, the focus to just, oh, man, it was rough. Man. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Good. But, yeah, uh, big shout-out, dude. Uh those warehouse workers, and like I said, everybody who's out there uh, making this country run or making the world run. Um, Charlie, really that's that. Joe, our neighbor, <laughs> whose wife is hotter than me. Mm. <laughs> um, no, but JC, thank you so much. And also, I love you too. He said, I love you, boo. So me and JC are basically in love. So yeah. Well, maybe JC can peek in your window and jack off to Yay! you. Yay! Okay. Uh, moving along. <laughs> Hey, Dave and Katie. Uh, this is Adam calling from Philadelphia. I'm a longtime Boogie Monster listener. I've uh, been using Dave's cookbooks and finally know how to cook a steak right, so uh, thanks for that. Um, I'm just uh, calling for a bit of advice. Um, my dad just got out of the hospital a couple days ago um, after a pretty intensive surgery for cancer, a cancer in his mouth. Um, and so he just got home, but he can't, uh, talk. Um, and, uh, he's feeling just really down. Um, he's a, a really smart guy, a really eloquent guy, and he, yeah, can't express himself and is just, I think, really frustrated and, uh, feeling pretty sad. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, in rabbinical school, so I, I kind of do this counseling stuff professionally, but, um, I don't really want to do that for my dad. So I'm just looking for, Advice about uh, how you might cheer a, a ailing parent up, and uh, yeah, ways that you might hope to uh, make them feel better. So, uh, thanks in advance for your help. Appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for checking in, dude. Adam, uh, I'm sorry. Adam from I'm so sorry. That's tough, man. Uh, first, uh, congrats to your dad for surviving. That's amazing. The cancer yeah. and surgery. Thank God. But he says he can't talk. Oh. That's I've always thought about that. Like. Um, 
man, just, and this is a bummer, but like, you know, you see older people or people who, who start to have like cognitive decline and just to see, I don't know how to uh, articulate what I'm, I'm going to cry. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so sad. It's the saddest thing to people watch. People with years and years of life experience and, and, and especially people that, you know, are smart or eloquent or articulate and, and, and to see that that major tool, the brain, and I'm not saying that's what's going on with him. Maybe it's a more of a, it's a just speech the, vocal yeah, thing. Yeah, the speech. But to, to see someone's brain slowly deteriorate is well, such a bummer. And also to see a very smart person not be able to speak and like tell their ideas. And I mean, I, what if I couldn't talk? God. Oh, that would be heaven for you, but hell for me. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, cognitively, you're right too. I, I have experience, um, my mom was cognitively mm-hmm. going um, towards the end, and I just think she, uh, it was just so hard because she sort of was a, she was very quiet mm-hmm. anyway, so we didn't really know, but one of her hospital stays, that's when I uh, spent the night with her, she said, oh my God, there's huge ants on the wall. There's huge ants, ants, oh my God, Katie. And I, I felt so badly, and I didn't want to hurt her feelings. And I just said, "Okay, mom, let me get it." And I got fake spray, like I was holding bug there spray. There weren't ants on the wall. No, oh. and I was just—I pretended I improved that I was killing the mm-hmm. ants because I couldn't say, "Well, yeah. you're fucking crazy," you know. Um, which is fun. It was a fun improv game, but <laughs> but yeah, um, to entertain. An ailing parent. Well, uh, a few things come to mind. And, and again, I don't know if he means he can't speak because of cognitive issues or just maybe... I, it's maybe just... It the, a, no, he said, I think it was just the surgery. The surgery, I think he okay. just can't speak. So, so that's good. At least yeah. it's only a speech thing and not a mental thing. Um, and hopefully, I he didn't say, but hopefully he will recover from that part of it as well. Um, but in the meantime, if he's... You know, what about writing? You know, yeah, I was he's just a thinking smart like, guy who, who, whose brain's always churning, you know, maybe get into uh, writing some essays or writing poetry or short stories. Um, it's always seen that creative, yeah, that creative you, side. It's all about um, like utilizing what you have. Yeah. A- meaning, okay, he can't speak right now, but if, you know, and I don't know if he's mobile or whatever, but if his brain is still functioning the way it used to then just because you can't speak maybe he can get into writing or or even reading you know get spend that time to to read books that you never got around to or no totally and well he can't talk to his friends on the phone that's hard um my dad is such an extrovert that that's like his time to shine talking on the phone but I think I love that like writing but also I would get a um, chalkboard, mm-hmm. and I would just communicate with yeah, him. Yeah, I like, remember that. Making, you did that with your mom. I did. I did that with my mom. She hated it, but <laughs> but she was stubborn. I think a chalkboard or even, um, I don't know if your dad has an iPhone or you know, a computer, but there's the iMessage thing where he can learn. You mm-hmm. could teach him how to text. That's a whole new world, mm-hmm. um, which is literally for older people an entirely new yeah. 
thing to learn. A whole new way to communicate. And I also, I had to do with my mom um, things to make her look forward to. So if I couldn't be there that week, I'd say, okay, but Sunday I'll be there and I'll make dinner. And, you know, with older people, you're enough. Mm-hmm. Like you just sitting just in the same there. room. You don't have to do anything. Your dad loves you so much. And just sitting mm-hmm. and being there, watching his programs, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And and that will mean, that visit, that couple hours is gold. It's pure platinum. Mm-hmm. Platinum gold. Is platinum gold? No, that's silver. But you you get what I'm saying. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Either. Like when people dye their hair platinum. Platinum blonde. Yeah. That's gold. I've taught you well. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, and I'm sorry. It's so hard to see your parent in pain. It's yeah. so hard. Yeah. But he is, you know, it was successful. Mm-hmm. It's going to heal. This is not forever. Well, and like I said, utilizing what you still do have and taking advantage, tur- turning lemons into lemonade. And what I mean is this COVID has been a real pain in the ass for everybody for the last three months or whatever. Um can't go out and do what you used to do. I can't go to work anymore as far as touring. Um, but I've read more books. I'm reading more than I used to. Yeah, you're sitting outside. I'm sitting outside. Like, find, yeah. find those things that you can do that maybe you didn't have time to do previously because you had everything was up and running. All your functions were up and running. But now some of them get taken away. I don't know if this means he's bedridden, but I would you know, also- figure out how to use that time in a way that you wouldn't have when everything was normal. And I, I also did this, uh, sedentary, which sedentary, that's sedentary, sedentary when you're, when you can mm-hmm. knock it up. Yeah. Uh, I would do exercises because mm-hmm. those small little sitting exercises for elderly people makes them so mm-hmm. happy. The endorphins, like if my dad didn't have working out, he would be so upset. So even little dumbbells or, you know, on Mondays I'm going to come over and we'll we'll do a 20 minute. You know, I don't know, kicking your legs, like keeping everything going in that way too. And also, I started asking my mom questions, like how you're saying writing. I love that boo. And then I also love why not ask questions, and then he can write down the answers, and then boom, you're learning mm-hmm. more about your dad. Yeah. And I would almost I with my mom I would do writing prompts like. Mm-hmm. Mom, what was your favorite holiday that mm-hmm. wasn't Christmas or Thanksgiving growing up and why? Oh, well, and, you know, and she was able to talk. But I think if your dad gets into that writing muscle mm-hmm. mode, that that's going to be a real lifesaver since he is so smart. Yeah. Or anything, you know, if he's not into writing, uh, start painting. Get him get him an oil paint kit. Yeah. You and know, you guys anything, could... anything, whether it be writing, painting. An activity. Uh, puzzles. Yeah, but some, yeah, something that maybe he overlooked when things were normal. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, why would I do that? I got, I got to go to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. Well, some of that gets taken away. Now you have time to um, explore new things and, and just things that maybe you didn't even think about before. But, oh, I never thought about painting. I never thought about writing. I never, I never give a shit about puzzles. Or, but find something that... Uh, a, can occupy his mind and his time, and B, maybe something that's scratches a creative outlet, you know? Well, and I think it'd be neat if also a bonding thing, if you guys get into it together. Um, I My dad loves 
miniature trains. Mm-hmm. And so he and his grandson, Jack, Jack the nephew, um, he, they work on his yeah. train table. Like, mm-hmm. So there are things you just have to look outside. And you could even say, hey, I know this sucks. I'm with you. So let's try to make the best of it. And whatever you want to do, I'm into. Every Friday, we're going to play cards. Mm-hmm. Every Monday is pizza night. Like, if you're near those those things, really, really, really mean a lot. Yeah, it reminds me uh, of my dad when uh, he retired. They uh, they moved from North Georgia to South Georgia uh, about three years before he passed for the sole purpose of uh, of downgrading their expenses. Down, you know, they got a cheaper home in a cheaper area. Yeah. Um, therefore, he could retire. And I'm so glad that he, he had that, because not mm. to go off on his whole story, but he worked like a dog from the time he was a ch- literally a child. He was and working. he was such an entrepreneur. He had like yeah. four businesses he all the time. He was just always doing whatever it took to make ends meet. Um, so when he finally was able to take a few years and retire and not have anything to do, he, uh, he did two things. He started gardening, and he taught himself to play guitar. He'd always That's wanted to amazing. play guitar, but his whole adult life, there was just zero time for that with two kids and a disabled wife and five jobs. And so when he retired, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm starting to, and, and he wasn't you know, great at it, but it was something that he really enjoyed. Every time I'd come visit, he'd have a new little song that he had learned or show me some new chords or, hey, listen, I can play this part of this song. And yeah, that's just show off. He's... That's just something he would have never done when he was 45 and working and trying to feed his family. But when he was 70 and retired and had a lot more free time on his hands, he, uh, I was proud that he explored some new creative waters. I love that. And, uh, well, and, you know, our human, our brain is a muscle. Like, you have to keep learning new mm-hmm. stuff or your brain gets bored. Mm-hmm. You have to keep going. And my dad is super ADD, and he just, he has like 80 projects he does, but, and he'll get bored and then go to the next one. And I'm thinking if your dad's like a scholarly guy, maybe ask him, have you ever... Has he written a book? Yeah, I was just about to say. If Would he's he super like to smart, write? Let's let's write a book together. Find we a could topic. self-publish. I mean, yeah. you can do anything right now. It mm-hmm. and it's. I think this would be. I think look at this as an invitation to let your dad do what he's always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. If that's sex work, that's why. <laughs> oh, way to take a sweet moment. <laughs> sex work. I like, the, but and this yeah. sounds trivial, but something as silly and stupid and mundane as watching a new show, you know, get balls deep into Game of Thrones or something, you know. Yeah, what if, if he he's really got likes, time? Yeah, if he's got time, if he's just bored and he's literally just sitting around, you know, pick a few things. Every morning I write, every afternoon I paint, and every evening I watch Soprano. You know, like find whatever it is that uh, is going to occupy your time and and and. And move him, make each room, make him go into other rooms. If they just sit in one room, Mm -hmm. they'll want to jump into a fire. I would. I can't sit in a room Sit outside if possible. Yeah. Get some vitamin D. Yeah. Get some fresh air. And just let him into your life. Like, Mm -hmm. that's all parents really want. I mean, I don't know because I don't have kids. But they just want to be a part of your life, right? Like, they just want, just open that door Mm -hmm. and... Invite him in. Yeah. Write a book, and then I'll read it. Well, I'll read, like, the first chapter, and then I'll get ADD, but I'll try. Good luck, Adam. Uh, Check back in. Let us know how he's doing in the future. Uh, Best wishes. Thanks, Adam.
Dave, my name is Chris, and I was just watching my girlfriend make breakfast, and she just blank stared, looked at me, and said, Dave Stone is a genius. And I'm like, did you freeze the butter? And she said, yeah. And um, I was like, oh, shit, she's making Dave Stone biscuits. So, uh, yeah, you've got a very wide reach. I love you guys. Fucking have so much fun, and I I love you. Keep doing it. Later. Right on, Chris. Thanks, Chris. I am a genius. Your wife is right. Ah, oh, frozen <laughs> butter. Boy, do we have frozen butter if in that that's freezer. That's the measure of a genius. I am a genius. You uh, are. Yeah, you got to freeze that butter when you're making biscuits, guys. Um, for two reasons, it keeps every. Uh, well, no, you freeze it and then you grate it with a cheese grater. Uh, you freeze the butter uh, because when you're making biscuits, or pretty much, I think it goes across the board when you're doing any kind of baking. Um, I'm not going to say it with anything, but definitely with biscuits, it's important that all the ingredients are as cold as possible. Yeah. So you need that butter to be frozen because when you start messing with it, when you start kneading that dough, uh, your natural body heat from your fingers is going to cause that butter to not necessarily melt, but it will definitely melt some. It will make it a little softer and a little warmer uh, than you want it. So if it starts off frozen, you don't have that problem. Plus, you freeze it, and then you grate it with a cheese grater uh, that keeps all the little bits of butter uniform in size. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. yep. And what is better than a nice homemade biscuit? We were talking about recently how I don't Mm. do it as much as I should because it is kind of a pain in the ass, but, man, it's worth it. It really is. And it's just delicious. It's fun. You could put jam on it, honey, Butter. It's delicious. My biscuit a la mode recipe. Get out of here. I know. My biscuit a la mode is just my normal biscuit recipe, but I add a little bit of cinnamon and a little bit of sugar to the mix, and then I make a a bourbon uh, caramel sauce. Oh, Lord. So you got kind of a sweet biscuit with a little cinnamon (laughs) and sugar in it. Top it with a little uh, bourbon caramel sauce, and then top that with some nice vanilla ice cream. Oh, boy. Dessert biscuit. Uh, also have a Cheddar Dave biscuit. Oh, God. It's just a ripoff of Red Lobster's Cheddar Bay biscuit. Uh, same biscuit recipe, but instead of cinnamon sugar, with this one I add a little bit of garlic powder and a little bit of Old Bay seasoning and a little cheddar cheese in there. Ooh, and, um, oh, a whole lot of love. And a whole lot of love. I was really yeah. excited to share yeah. that. Yeah. I waited until. So that's till... the main ingredient. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, thanks, Chris. <coughs> you guys, um, uh, that's a good time to plug this. Uh, my kitchen survival guides are still available. Sorry, I got uh, I got a frog in my throat. Hold on. Hopefully not a bullfrog because uh, I had bullfrog on my throat. No, my uh, my kitchen survival guides, uh, volumes one, two, and three, still available. Uh, Ten bucks for one, two for sixteen, all three for twenty. Offer still stands if you are uh, in a pinch financially and you need to cook and you need some recipes. Holler at me. And I'll be glad to uh, hook you up with those for free. They're just e-cookbooks. I'm not mailing any hardcover cookbook or anything. It's just a PDF file. So what do I care? It's delish. I will send that to you. Delish. Uh, yeah, Chris, uh, keep on cooking those biscuits and uh, yeah, melt that. Uh, I love butter. Chris's enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> he seems fun. You know what? I'd like to go miniature golfing with Chris oh, and yeah? his wife. Uh-huh. Virtual miniature golf. Ooh, did I just come up with a million-dollar idea? Think so, guys. I Maybe. think so. Um, what else was I going to say about that? Um, 
oh, there's Harvey. Harvey's on the table. Oh, shit. Harvey's on the table. What y'all doing? Making a TV show. <laughs> Charlie's pissed. Charlie's angry that Harvey's on the table. Okay. Boo, do you got yeah. any word of mouth? Yes. Uh, no, let's get one more uh, phone call. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. One more here I got lined up. Let's see. Uh, let's see what Joey from Portland has to say. Hey, Dave and Katie. This is Joey from Portland. I've uh, been a fan of uh, the Boogie Monster for quite a while now and started listening to the Stonebergs here recently. I was just wondering how you guys get over, uh, I guess, getting over past embarrassments, how to move forward from that. If any advice on that would be great. Uh, love the show. Uh, we'll continue listening as long as you guys are putting them out. Thank you. Past embarrassments. Past embarrassments. Um boy. Oh, speaking of... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> what I revealed on the uh, Boogie Monster. Uh, if, you, if you guys haven't listened to uh, Thick Blue Line Part 2 of the Boogie Monster, and by the way, I don't want to assume that everybody listening to this also listens to the Boogie Monster and vice versa, um, but if you want to hear me uh, yammer on even more um, with my good buddy Kyle Kinane, the Boogie Monster, every Tuesday. But the last couple weeks I revealed, two weeks ago I revealed that I was a police officer for almost five years. That's a secret I had been keeping from everybody in the comedy world and the podcast world. And then last week I revealed how that career ended in extreme shame. (sighs) And that's hard. And you've been holding that shame for years. I mean, I've come to terms with it personally, but it's it's been something I've kept private. but yeah, long story short, on that one, was a cop for four years. I took $50 that I wasn't supposed to take, and I was fired and arrested and almost went to prison for five years. So talk about embarrassment. I was one. on the local That's news every one. night for like a week and a half. My stupid mugshot was all over the Atlanta news. That was the most shame and most embarrassment mm. I've ever experienced, and I'm I hope that so I ever sorry. will experience. No, no, I don't want sympathy. It was, it was my own stupid no, mistake. that's hard, though. Shame is hard. Um, um, how did you deal with it? How... How did you survive that? First thing I did was grow my beard out, so I, at least I didn't look like the guy whose mugshot was on TV. Okay. Um, grew my beard out, grew my hair out, and uh, you just you trudge forward. You move on. And, uh, I mean, embarrassment as a whole, in general, if you live long enough, you're going to be embarrassed. You're going to yeah. do some things. Whether it was something you did that warranted it or something you didn't do, you know, whether it's your fault or not, you're going to face some humility, some 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 embarrassment, not humility, humiliation. Uh, with that, the, the the good byproduct from shame and embarrassment, hopefully, is humility. And I talked about that on the Boogie Monster. But just you go through something like that, it keeps you grounded and it keeps you humble. You can never get uh, your head can never get too big because you always remember how bad you fucked up. You know, in the past. Well, I also think there's something... Okay, so as an ex-really big drinker, I had many a nights where I would do embarrassing things, Uh like throw up on someone's hair or, you know, take an Uber to the wrong person's house. There are things that are an embarrassing thing. Uh Um, But... A good thing of that is I found just admitting it and apologizing to the person that you think you embarrassed. And a lot of times people don't care. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, what are you talking about? It's not even a big deal. But you've been focusing on it Mm -hmm. and like it's been churning. But to get it out of you and just say, you know what? I'm really sorry. 
I pooped in a bag. <laughs> I never. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, but I, I've done that. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you lived in your van. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when you got to go, you got to go, people. Mm-hmm. And you're in a grocery store. It's weird. Anyway, long story short, admit it and find the fun in it. Mm-hmm. If it's usually embarrassment is funny, unlike your story, though. It's sad. Well, it's all about uh, we all we we are a an accumulation of our life experiences. And hopefully you can learn from them. And like I said, it that's why when I see really arrogant people. Oh, I love people with people. no shame and oh. no humility, no humbleness. I'm like, boy, must be nice to have always been perfect. Like these people that just have no humility. Do you think they don't have humility or do you think that they're so self-conscious and so scared that that's the persona that they put out. Sure. I think a lot of it's that. But there are people that are just like, I'm fucking awesome, and bow down to me. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I just, I hate that mentality. <laughs> but it is it is interesting to to just, like, look at it as well as an observer. Like, okay, this thing happened. I'm embarrassed. But, you know, I'll move on. And, and honestly, it's like a magnifying glass. Like if you, you're looking at it in such a deep way and obsessing and scared, but seriously, whoever was with you, either they're your good friends and they forgive you or they're pieces of trash cans that mm-hmm. don't, and, you know, move on. That's a good test of a friend. Well, and it's like I tell young comedians sometimes, uh, young comics are always asking me how to start comedy, and oh, I want to do it, but I'm, I'm just too, I have too much stage fright, and I'm too embarrassed, I'm too scared. First of all, you go to open mic, know that everybody there sucks. Yep. Not everybody, but most of the comedians, not, I'm not shitting on open micers, but by the nature of an open mic, usually attracts newer comics. Uh, it takes a long time to get good at comedy, so don't be embarrassed, don't be afraid to go do an open mic. Because odds are you're not going to be the worst one there. Everybody's going to suck. And B, don't be afraid or embarrassed in front of the audience because if they were funny, they'd be on stage. Exactly. So. There's, I think too, we live in a uh, real Instagram society where it's just the best of stuff. Let's, oh, look at the vacation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we don't see the hours of work that you put through like to save the money and to get to that beautiful vacation. And same with achievements. But Man, look like. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh. That would be a great premise if it hasn't already been done. What? Shitty Instagram. You, oh my gosh, yes. I'm sure someone's done that. But like real Instagram. Shitty Instagram. Like, oh my gosh. Here's what my if, day. What if like Uncle you said, it's Cecil. the best. Oh, if Uncle Cecil had an Instagram, that would be amazing. It would be like truck, <laughs> no a, tractor parts. Here's a dead squirrel <laughs> I saw in the park. Oh no! But that's a great point. Uh, most of the time with social media, we we only see the best parts of your life because that's what you're going to put out there. And also, perfect is so boring. Mm-hmm. Perfection is boring. Oh, I so get boring. bored. Yeah. You know what I love? I love finding the Instagrams where it's like ah. Uh, I'm just trying to make it. I One of my favorite Instagram handles is my friend Beth Crosby, who is a hilarious comedian. She is a mom, and her Instagram handle is Garbage Mom. And, it, <laughs> and she shares her life of, like, being a mom and trying to learn. And, and it's not perfect, and it's funny, and it's messy, and that's what we have to embrace in ourselves. Yeah. I mean, if I was perfect... 
I wish Joey would have given us a specific example. (laughs) I wonder what he's referring to. I know. Did you shit your pants? I've done that. Did uh, what did you do, Joey? Um, Have you have you shat your pants before, Boo? I've shat my pants once in second grade. Did I tell you this story? No. I shat my pants in second grade, and I blamed it on an Ecuadorian kid. Why the Ecuadorian kid? Because he was standing next to me. How Uh, did you blame him? um, (laughs) Second grade. Uh, in the back of the classroom, we had built like a Lincoln's log cabin out of cardboard. It was oh. like the size of like a tool shed. It oh, was that's like cool. it was pretty rad. It was like ten by ten. Card- Were they real? Oh, cardboard. Cardboard, but we painted it to look like logs. And it was like the it was like a treat. Like oh, if you if you finish your work, you can go into the reading log cabin and go out and sit back there. And there was little couches and stuff. And it was like a lounge. And it was a privilege to be back there. And only like four or five kids could go back there at once. So I'm back there, and it's me and a couple other kids and this new Ecuadorian exchange student. Oh, no. And uh, second grade, so I would have been, what, like six or seven. And I shit my little Atlanta Braves uh, underoos for some reason. And then a girl who was back there with us was like, ew. And I did the old point my thumb and raise my eyebrows like, oh, it's probably this kid over here. And then they all looked at him and went, ew. And that poor kid, I blamed it on it. And I just went the rest of the day with shit in my pants. You but didn't like, clean it out? No, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know why. Because <gasps> well, I was, uh, yeah, I don't, I, but yeah, just shit in my pants all day. But I've never shit my pants as an adult. <laughs> I have so many friends that are always talking about shitting their pants, and that's never happened to me as an adult. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, sometimes you're in New Orleans and you got to go and you can't find a space where there's no people. And anyway, I mean, I've multiple times I've shit in a uh, in a trash bag behind a Pep Boys, you know, at three in the morning. Who amongst us hasn't <laughs> shat? Told you, told you about my emergency <laughs> shit kit when I was in the van. Yeah, you don't shit in the van. Oh you don't shit God. where you live. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can't make it to the 24-hour Vons in time. Uh, so I had a little, uh, the, the milk crates, the grocery oh, store yeah. milk okay. crates that the gallons of milk come in. had one of those, and then you get a hefty-duty trash bag, and you get you half a uh, roll of toilet paper and a bottle of Purell. And then you go behind the uh, auto parts store, and you do your business. But then you're walking back with a bag of shit and no dog, and then uh, you dump it in the public trash can, and you move on. Well, we really covered all the topics today. You know what? It's I like it. The bodily functions. Very diverse. Very. Stubborn. You know what? You are welcome. Your brain just got smarter. God, we're gross. Uh, we are. What a disgusting show. Um, yeah, Joey, I don't know exactly what you're referring to. Gosh, we really want to know. Can you go, t- oh, Joey? I think us. the secret is life goes on. Everybody does stuff that embarrasses them. And you got to have a sense of humor about it. You got. You yeah. gotta. If you can't you make fun of yourself, then what's it all for? And I then mean, also, if you can't make fun of yourself in front of certain people, like you're nervous or embarrassed in front of certain people, question. Okay, wait. Why is this person in my life? Because you should be able to share and be. I don't know. I yeah. lost my train of thought. That's all right, boo. I don't know. It I'm happens. Mushy, mushy brain. It happens. Um, yeah, I guess that that'll do for today. We've covered the spectrum. Yeah. All um, the poop. Uh, you want to plug plug your Instagram? What's your oh, Instagram yeah, name? guys. I'm going to be an influencer one day. All right. The letter K, the letter T, L-O-W comedy, 
No. <laughs> Every time I forget. Do you know your Instagram? I do. The letter K, the letter T, L-O-W Strandberg, Katie my last Lowe name. Strandberg. Yep. K-T Lowe Strandberg. Like a strand of hair and then B-E-R-G. Cool. I'm at underscore Dave Stone. Yeah. Um, gravy Boat is up. Uh, I've been doing Gravy Boats a little bit more. If you don't know Gravy Boat, it's my dumb radio show that you can find on SoundCloud.com been doing it on and off for a few years traditionally i cover the alt country genre um but a couple weeks ago i did a uh, a rock and roll version called heavy gravy oh wow and And also guys uncle cecil is featured uncle cecil in the uh, last two episodes he he hangs out with me and we spin some records pretty Uh, funny but that's at soundcloud.com uh you can go on your laptop and just go directly there or on your uh smartphone you can download the app for free and uh, search Dave Stone's Gravy Boat. And I think I got about 22 episodes up there now. So that is out. Uh, word of mouth this week, a new show. Not a new show, but a show that I'm revisiting uh, this week that I did not want to like at first because I felt like the the guy beat me to the punch uh, on the setting of the show. Um, show called Atlanta. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Uh, who's the dude? Donald Glover. Donald. Uh, full disclosure, not a huge fan. Um, I'm not going to shit on him. Um, Just talk I, about arrogant. He seems a little no, arrogant. No, I don't know the guy. I, my point is I, he's one of these, he's a jack of all trades. He's a comedian. He's an yeah. actor. He's a rapper. And some of that, it's like, eh, maybe do one of those things great instead <laughs> of all of them mediocre. No, I'm not shit Whoa. on him. Uh, his comedy, uh, I, well, full disclosure, I, I started not liking him when in his Comedy Central half, hour, which is a milestone for many comedians and a goal that uh, 14 years later, I still haven't reached uh, <laughs> Comedy Central half hour. In his Comedy Central half hour, he's like, yeah, I've been doing comedy about two years. Fuck you. <laughs> so, of course, it's jealousy. And I didn't I didn't want to like this show uh, because I wasn't previously a huge fan of the guy. Um, and just I'd, I've always been working on an idea for a TV show that was set in Atlanta. Uh, but he, he, he did a show called Atlanta. It was on FX. Uh, I think they did two seasons. I don't know if they're going to do any more. I haven't heard if it's got canceled or they just quit. But two seasons of it is on FX. And uh, it's great. It, it, well, it's really good. It's, it's an interesting it watch. It's a tad inconsistent. Like there's a few episodes where you're like, what the hell they do? You know, there's a couple of oddball episodes where, you know, when they take the, like, like when Seinfeld was in the parking garage the whole time, yeah. or the Chinese restaurant. Like, I don't like it when it's not the normal setting and the normal cast of characters. There's a couple of real oddball episodes. But as a whole, the show is really good and the supporting cast is great. Oh, it's, it's got amazing. the dude that we love, Lakeith Stanfield, mm-hmm. who's in everything now. And I don't know the actor's name, but the guy who plays Paperboy, oh, his cousin who him. plays the rap, that I guy's great. Him. He was in The Joker. Was it Joker? Yeah, or he was. Joker? He was in the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that dude's great. His uh, his baby mama is great. Uh, they're not girlfriend, but yeah, um, he has a child with. I forgot her name. She's in Joker too. She she's, is in yeah, Joker. That girl. She's showing up in oh. everything now. Um, but just uh, uh, it's uh, filmed and set in Atlanta, obviously, and it's um, not necessarily meant to be funny. Mm-mm. I don't even know if it's labeled a comedy. It's. That's the thing too, Donald it's Glover. Like a slice of life. Donald it's- Glover, I think, is talented, uh, but I don't find him very funny. But I don't think this show is really supposed to be that funny. I mean, there are bits of humor in it. The Lakeith Stanfield character is hilarious. Oh, he's amazing because he plays like the great like black Hot stoner head. hippie <laughs> <Yeah>. type guy. <laughs> um, 
but it's just a it's a it's a very well done show and uh the characters are great so that's something i've been uh revisiting i watched it when it came out a couple years ago but uh definitely worth a watch uh just simply called atlanta I don't know if that was a great plug. That was a great plug. <laughs> no. shitting on the guy. I know. I didn't. I'm not shitting on the guy. I just, I'm being full disclosure. I didn't want to like the show because, like, oh, this dude, he's also a rapper and he's also a comedian. He's also an actor. Like, but hey, hats off. Like, the dude uh, hustles and he's a, he's a hard worker and uh, he really, he, he hit on something here with Atlanta. I think it's a damn good show and I hope they uh, continue to make more seasons of that. But that's my word of mouth this week. Um, anything else, Boo? Oh, just happy Father's Day yesterday. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> happy Father's Day. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, speaking of word of mouth, uh, share the share with a friend. If you're enjoying our stupid show, uh, you know, neither one of us are famous. Uh, neither one of us have a huge uh, draw. That's so, not true. You uh, do, but thank so, you. So uh, we're really depending but on I will. Uh, word of mouth. <laughs> And, we will. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate all the calls. Uh, and again, uh, give us a call anytime at uh, 562-548-2012. And we'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at The Stonebergs Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at The Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening. Thank you.